Are you ready for an open discussion with the best of the best and the best of what's next? Welcome to the Spotlight with Tony D'Urso and special VIP co-hosts. Join in on a great conversation today with one of the world's great influencers as they showcase the latest tricks and techniques that made them the game changers they are today. Now, here's Tony D'Urso and his co-host. Welcome to the Spotlight. I'm your host, Tony D'Urso, and joining me today as my co-host is former broadcast journalist and current personal development trainer, Michael Benner. A radio announcer for 40 years, Michael is well known for his talk shows since 1977 on KABCAM, KLSX-FM, KCBS-FM, KRLA-AM, and KPFK-AM, which was the only radio program feature in the LA Weekly's Best of 2000 issue. And his biography can be found in Marquis's Who's Who in the West, 27th edition. And now, on his second career, Michael is an amazing personal development and executive trainer. More about Michael at michaelbenner.com. That's B-E-N-N-E-R. Hello, Michael. How are you today? Hello, Tony. I couldn't be better. Feeling great. Thanks. Oh, well, great. Michael, I am so glad to have you once again on the spotlight as co-host. Are you ready for today's amazing guest? I, indeed I am. I, uh, I'm, I'm very excited about talking about martial arts and self-defense. And, and my particular interest is going to be the mental and, uh, well, I'll say it that way, the mental side of martial arts. So we'll see what John has to say about that. Well, cool. All right. And for our Spotlight audience, you are listening to the Spotlight, where we focus on highlighting stars, greats, and game changers. If you're a fit, we want your interview on the Spotlight. We broadcast every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific, so please set your calendar to hear from the world's elite. And you can catch every episode of the Spotlight on my mobile app. Just go to TonyDURSO.com slash mobile from your smart device or cell phone. And once it loads, past episodes of the Spotlight will automatically appear in column one. And column two is my other weekly show highlighting elite entrepreneurs called Revenue Chat. All right. Today we set the stage for the Spotlight to chat with John Gill, a 15-time self-defense world champion. And for our audience, John Gill is the current world self-defense champion and winner of, get this, 26 martial arts titles, including 15 world championships, won at the World Championships of Martial Arts in Las Vegas, run by Grandmaster Stan Witz of the International Martial Arts Council. Competing in the Black Belt Divisions since 1999, John is a 7th Dan Black Belt Master Instructor in Hapkido and Taekwondo. John was inducted into the USA Martial Arts Hall of Fame as 2016 and 2017 Hapkido Master of the Year and also inducted into the USA Martial Arts Hall of Fame as 2017 Black Belt Competitor of the Year. And the list goes on. We'll tell you more about all of this later. All right, here we go. Welcome to the Spotlight, John. Hello, Tony. How are you? I'm great. And you know, it is such an honor to meet you and have you on the spotlight. And I do understand you're traveling a lot lately. I know you were in Canada recently and now on a tour in the U.S. 
And I just want to say, I really appreciate you taking some time to join us today on the Spotlight. Oh, that's fine. My pleasure, Tony. Looking forward to it. Thank you. Well, great. John, we have lots of questions, and we're really looking forward to learning more about you today. But first things first, John, could you please tell us how it all started for you? Martial arts, yes. uh, It's been an amazing adventure for me. I uh, started at the age of 11 in judo, doing a couple of years of judo um, at the local... I grew up in uh, Chatswood, an area called Chatswood in uh, Sydney, which is the North Shore of Sydney. And my parents, Walter and Aileen, I'm I'm the youngest of five children. And um, my bigger brothers were throwing me around a bit, so my mum thought it was a good idea to get me in some sort of uh, (laughs) self-defence. So uh, they got me into judo. I was playing a lot of football at the time. In Australia, there was rugby union and uh and cricket another game called cricket kind of like baseball but a bit, a bit different <laughs> the americans might uh see that's a great sport as well so i was a very sport orientated person i love my sport um and i was good at them and i love them judo was fun and then i was watching bruce lee movies of course the bruce lee movies enter the dragon fist of fury way of the dragon chinese connection game of death a couple of names did a bit different in america but that's how we grew up with them and just watching bruce lee movies over and over again from 1973 when they first came out in 1974 and in 1974 i went to my first year in high school and my nickname became foo <laughs> as in <laughs> kung fu because i used to get my friends around me um, doing all the moves. Hey, you come in this way and I just copy Bruce Lee. <laughs> so it was funny. At that stage, I hadn't had any formal kicking training, but I just copied from the movies. I had knew my throws, of course, from judo, but I just kind of picked it up um, from watching the movies and kicking and mucking around, having a bit of fun. With, with, no, I didn't actually kick them, but just pretending to. And uh, that's how my nickname became Fu, was in Kung Fu. And, of course, I watched the David Carradine Kung Fu series as well. And it was just amazing. I just got this incredible affiliation with it. I just, I don't know what it was. It was just something so exciting to me. The martial art, not so much, I didn't want to fight or anything. I mean, I was very, I was, grew up in a very, you know, well-to-do family and, and everything and uh, a lot of respect and, and I just looked at it from a different angle and even from a young age, learnt the, the values and respect, firstly for my parents and then as martial arts, you know, from there became a way of life for me really. Uh, and then, then from there, I finished high school. I got, I got into I hurt my knee playing rugby uh, league. Actually, after playing rugby union, went to league and played with some friends. Hurt my knee, so that got me out of uh, rugby and rugby league. And uh, my auntie, Auntie Mays, God bless her, she's a beautiful lady. Uh, my mum's sister. Um, by the way, my, my by the way, my mum, my mum's dad was American. So I know you're all hearing my Australian accent, and I will try and slow down because some people don't get <laughs> the Australian accent. But uh, my, Merrick, my grandfather, my mother's father, uh, was American, a New Yorker who came out to Australia in the early days when he was younger. So that was interesting. So I've got affiliation with America from, an, from a history point of view. But uh, going back to that, my auntie Mays got me into tennis. So that, um, you know, I became... You know, pretty good at tennis and then up tennis coaching and playing tournaments and doing pretty well, winning Australian Masters and all, all sorts of things and winning competitions in tennis. So then when I left school, got my driver's license, of course, and uh, went off and started doing martial arts. Started karate, kickboxing, kung fu, just tried a bit of this, bit of that, and then found taekwondo with... Uh, uh, Graham O'Donnell, who was an excellent instructor as well originally in the early 80s, and then... 
after that, um, went and found Hapkido, Hapkido uh, with Grandmaster Sung Su Lee, and, uh, which was interesting because uh, my introduction to Hapkido was when I had tennis elbow originally, um, and I was getting some treatment by a guy, and he found out I was into martial arts. And he said, oh, come, we'll do some training together sometime. I said, oh, that'd be great. And so we went down these, and next to me, I'm doing all these high kicks, you know, Taekwondo kicks, traditional kicking, and he's sweeping my leg and taking my arm and throwing me on the beach, and I'm going, wow, this is this is awesome. What is this? And he goes, it's Hapkido. And I said, what is Hapkido? And he goes, it's Korean as well. And it's a combined Taekwondo, Aikido, Jiu-Jitsu, Kung Fu. It's got a bit of everything. It's got defenses against punch, kicks, grabs, holds, um, striking techniques, throwing techniques, falling, rolling, weapons. It's got everything. I said, oh, that's really cool. So there's, at that time in Sydney, there's only really four instructors I knew of, the Kim brothers, or three of them, and uh, Grandmaster Sung Su Lee teaching uh, Hapkido. So I thought, right, I'll better find Sung Su Lee. And at the time, I was living in a long way away from him. I was living on the beaches in DY uh, with my girlfriend at the time, who became my fiance and wife. Now divorced, though. That's another story. <laughs> <laughs> but then um, we'll get on to it later. <laughs> but um, yeah, so then I went from, I thought, oh, look, it's worthwhile. You know, I was so passionate about my martial arts and I wanted to become an instructor after being tennis coaching for a number of years since I left school and I thought oh well, that, that'd be great I'll go and uh, join Sung Su Lee and do his instructor's course and train with him so I went off and did um, a couple nights a week got training with uh, did, did some group lessons and then many private lessons at his home it was a long distance to travel but it was worth it you know and I, that's why I say to a lot of people you know a lot of people um, get taught different sports or martial arts when they just go to the local person but in my view, it's worth traveling longer to find the right instructor. And that's what I did. And uh, it's been amazing ever since. Um, I've got my black belts in Hapkido and uh, World Taekwondo Federation Taekwondo and a Grandmaster Sung Sully. He's ninth and senior Grandmaster in both. And um, now I'm seventh Dan Master in both. And it takes a long time to do that. So it's uh, you know, but well over 30 years now. So it's been a fantastic journey. And, um, you know, that's how it all started. I just, just love martial arts and the philosophies and the traditions behind it. I don't really like, and I don't like the violent aspects. I don't particularly even like boxing, for that matter. I watch it for the technique. Um, but even then, some of the techniques, you know, you wouldn't use in, in self-defense. You know, it can't cover up with the gloves, for example, um, in self-defense in the street. You don't have gloves on. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, there's a few different things in there, but, for, you know, but I don't like the violent aspect. But I, but then again, I am a believer in self-protection or self-defense. And if someone really seriously has a go at you. Um, but there is different ways of doing that. There's non-violent ways, which we teach first. And then there's more serious ways, you know, if you come up with a knife or weapon or whatever, that's, or a group attack, that's when you have to punch and kick. So when we're teaching, we emphasize that with the children, you know, very uh, understanding violence and its consequences, start off with non-aggressive, non-violent techniques, and then build into the more serious stuff. But also you make it with fun games and things like that. So that's that's how it all started. John, that is absolutely remarkable, and I can relate so well with that growing up in a household with six boys and people beating up each other. As a matter of fact, as an aside, I did some Taekwondo with the well-known Billy Blanks many years ago, that's another story as well. 
And I wanted to get into a facet of martial arts, and I know Michael Benner is going to get into this a little bit more as he alluded to at the beginning of this interview. But I would love to know, aside from taking care of yourself in a scrap, and I've read your book, by the way, which is amazing, I'd like to know and have you tell our audience, what benefits do you see from training in martial arts, please? Oh, Tony's many benefits. Of course, the first thing is knowing self-defense or self-protection moves, just giving you a lot more confidence. So knowing how to protect yourself against uh, kind of a violent person or a bully, but just with that bully situation, um, it's not so much I can beat you up kind of thing. It's just knowing if the bully does get physical and grabs you or punches you, you know what to do. So it becomes automatic reaction to block or move out of the way and then parry it and then get away, you know. Uh, if it's a more serious situation, yes, you can punch, kick, etc., on the street or whatever. But, you know, we hope, you know, that never happens to us. And, yes, it does happen to people. But the, the, the amazing thing is coming from a, a negative thing of being attacked becomes a positive reality in personal development. So martial arts is an amazing personal development system. It's, it's way beyond just knowing how to defend yourself and the moves. The coordination from the moves balance, reflexes, fitness, it's, it's, it's amazing. The physical side is amazing um, as, as far as the and, – and, and then from there, the enlightenment of just knowing, being, being, knowing how to do all this just gives you a buzz. It's such a positive reinforcement type thing as well and positive attitudes. It's, uh, it's got so many benefits. It's incredible mentally and physically and spiritually. So you feel very calm. It makes you more, it's interesting. The more you do it, the more calmer you become. Not wanting to fight. You know you've got the ability to do it. And you don't want to do that. So you're not looking for trouble. You learn to be in peace and harmony with people, which is a very important part of the traditional philosophy of the martial arts. This is The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso and Michael Benner joining me as co-host. Just ahead, we continue the chat with Master John Gill. 15-time self-defense world champion. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. Is it true that a majority of new businesses fail? Check this out. In order to have a successful growing business, there are some vital points that you must know. You must have worked them out thoroughly. They must be synchronized with each other and all employees, consultants, and companies that you depend on must know these items and be in agreement with them if your new business is to meet with a high percentage of success. Get it free. The Vision Map. Beat the odds for business success at Tony. D-U-R-S-O dot com slash vision. Learn how to establish your vision, purpose, long-term objective, and master plan, including strategic and tactical planning. Get the vision map. Beat the odds for business success at Tony, D-U-R-S-O dot com slash vision. V-I-S-I-O-N. The Dream Business Community wants to help you with your career and business. Are you ready for accelerated success? Check it out. The Dream Business Community at TonyDurso.com slash community. 
as the spotlight with Tony D'Urso continues to grow with a very large audience, new sponsor opportunities are now available. Does your brand fit in with an audience that likes our interviews with stars, greats, and game changers? Would you like to see your brand on a high-profile show that's downloaded thousands of times each episode? Would you like to see your brand promoted to my extensive social media network reaching millions of impressions? If so, let's see how we can promote your brand to the best audience to help you grow. Email me at Tony at Tony, D-U-R-S-O.com and let's see how we can help. That's Tony at Tony, D-U-R-S-O.com. Listening to the Spotlight with Tony D'Urso and a special VIP co-host. We'd love to hear from you via email. Be sure to send questions and comments to Tony at TonyDurso.com. Now back to the Spotlight. All right, we're back with Tony D'Urso on the Spotlight with personal development trainer Michael Benner as co-host. Today's show is with Master John Gill, 15 times self-defense world champion. John is also a number one best-selling author with his book, Think Big, How to Thrive in Life and Business in a Rapidly Changing World with co-author Arnold Schwarzenegger. Also, Master John Gill holds the Australian record for the most world title wins in Australian sporting history in any sport. All right. And now back to the chat with Master John Gill. So the more you know, the more you don't need to use. So it's, it's an incredible feeling. Um, and it, it is important to learn. I think it's better to, to know and not need than to need and not know. It's like it goes along with personal safety concepts learned as a child, learning how to swim so you don't drown, learning that electricity and water don't mix, you know, just how to cross roads, cars, why do we put our seatbelt on the car just in case? So without being paranoid, just, you know, we take that out of the equation. It is important to, as part of personal safety, to know how to deal with an aggressive human being. Or it could be an animal, even a dog bite or something, how to defend against a dog, you know, things like that, um, which I've had to use once as well when a dog attacked my dog, things like that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting, the whole concept of, of this art in, in a traditional philosophical sense, I mean, I'm not talking about jumping in the ring, kickboxing or boxing, I'm talking about traditional philosophical, and particularly for beginners, non-contact martial arts. I think that's the introduction is very important to it as well, which instructors need to learn how to teach beginners correctly. So, so it gives them a good you know, beginning and then they want to continue with it and go all the way to black belt. That's very interesting. Thank you so much for sharing that. And yes, all in of the martial artists that I've ever met with, worked with, I've even had Douglas Knoll on the show earlier this year. It's all, when you get to that level, it's really all about the peace, the serenity. You've got confidence in taking care of yourself and you don't want to fight. You want to do everything but that. And very cool, very good analogies. All right, now let's get into more of the Let's call it mental aspects. Michael. Yeah, um, I'd like to ask you about balance, uh, centeredness, and I guess what I'll call connection, grounding. 
Um, I saw a video years and years ago. It stuck with me, though. Uh, it was a fellow that teaches Eastern philosophy in the United States. And he brought out a big ball, like a yoga ball, or maybe a little smaller, like a beach ball. And he was sitting in a chair, and with one hand was rolling the ball left and right. And he was saying, you know, what's fascinating about this shape is that it's always directly over its center. You can't tip a ball. And I'd love to hear you talk a little bit about centeredness and balance in martial arts. Yes, Michael, that's uh, an incredible benefit that comes from, first of all, it's the physical. You have to do the physical moves to physiologically change and empower. So it all, it, you can't just tell someone to be you know, centered or balanced or whatever. You have to actually do the physical, which becomes part you know, of the whole process. So the moves themselves just tend to go from physical balance, coordination and moves, all these different aspects, reflexes, everything that improves, into some sort of mental and, and spiritual system or, or, or feeling. So that's, that's the interesting thing. The physical becomes the spiritual. And that's what I love about it. It's not religious. Martial arts is not religious in any way, shape, or form. It just becomes spiritual, spirituality. So you have your own centeredness, your own confidence. Now, knowing the movements incredibly increases children's, women's, adults, men, whatever it is, confidence. Now, with confidence, you can do anything. You can achieve anything. When you feel confident, you feel on top of the world. My confidence has come from my sporting ability as well as um, my martial arts, obviously. You know, you don't be overconfident and think you're too cocky. In fact, it has a reverse effect. You get to the stage where, oh, I feel really good, and then it goes into more being humble and, and modest and, and all the philosophy aspects. Remember the series Kung Fu, David Carradine. So this is fascinating because he was very humble and calm and, you know, then you only do his techniques if you really, really hard to, you know, and then you got the other side of it, Bruce Lee, who was a bit more aggressive, but he had these animal noises. That's where his inner spirit came from. Then you've got Jackie Chan, who made martial arts funny and comedy. So all these mixes for the martial arts has got incredible diversity in it. Now, from there, it just, I think people find their own way through it in personal development. So to me, and to a lot of other people have had my experience, it's the true personal development. You know, and that's why there's martial motivation and motivational seminars under martial arts by teaching the moves. Because you can tell someone on power, you can tell them not to do this, do that, whatever. But really, it's the physical moves that create the, the actual true power. And then from there, as you said before, the set becoming centered and becoming your focus, your concentrations improve. So it helps with other sports and business. There was a thing called the business black belt. So everyone thinks a black belt's the highest thing, which is great. And the, the enlightenment. And with all that, it improves so many other aspects of life. That's what I love about it. Not just for self-defense, which is the original part of doing it. Most people you know, want to take up to know how to look after themselves if a, if a confrontation or physical. But from there, it becomes from the... You know, into the spiritual and, 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 and this really good feeling about yourself. So, so, for example, I don't smoke. I don't drink. I have one beer occasionally or red wine or something, but I don't have alcohol in my fridge. 
and I've never excessively drunk. I don't need drugs, never had drugs. Um, you know, I'm just constantly on this, this, people say to me, what are you on? <laughs> and to me, I say, I'm oh, martial arts and tennis, you know, because I'm pretty high, not high, but I'm pretty excitable. I'm pretty, motiv- I'm very motivated all the time, you know, and, and I feel, at, I'm 55 now, you know, I feel, I feel 20 odd, you know, I just feel mentally and physically just and spiritually enhanced. And I, and I have to put that to um, the martial arts. Also, I do believe the, the parental upbringing has a lot to do with your character as well. That's very important. I, I came from a very good background with my father, Walter, who was actually a World War II, in World War II as, a, as a, in, head of the radar in Australia and worked with Americans and stopping the you know bombers coming in from Japan and hitting Australia, et cetera, from there. And he ended up being the president of the Radar Association, the president of the uh, Air Force branch after being World War II for four years. And he became, he's, he's very, you know, became a strong man and ended up being, you know, head of Plessy Telecommunications, another big company. So he was a very tough, strong man, yet he had a great sense of humor. And my mother was a loving, warm person. So I was very lucky to be brought up in a good household. And coming back to personal development, it is important that parents really, really step up. So it's, a, it's overall, it's an overall thing. Your, your background, your history, as well as, you know, what you do with all of that and becoming spiritually enhanced through something like the martial arts. Well, what I'm looking for personally, I guess, is a, a, a better understanding about centeredness as it relates to, I mean, most of the masters you've named are Chinese. So I'm assuming this goes back to Taoism and the idea of not resisting anything. And, and the overall unifying philosophy in the East is that separation is an illusion. And when I watch the martial arts, because, you know, I don't participate, I'm not fast enough <laughs> to do that. I'm more of a Tai Chi kind of a, a guy. But it looks like a dance. It looks so beautifully coordinated as if the Western idea of opposition is replaced by more of a sense of harmony and even unity. Well, that's right. It's interesting. The art uh, of Hapkido in particular teaches both Hapkido and Taekwondo. Taekwondo is now an Olympic sport. That's more with the pads on and sparring above the waist and everything like that and high kicking, right? But Hapkido has that um, the, the key energy and the way of harmony. So it's, it's, it's in harmonizing with your, with your opponent. So in Hapkido, which combines Aikido, Kung Fu, Taekwondo, Jiu-Jitsu, basic karate, a bit of everything, uh, to really what Bruce Lee was doing with Jeet Kune Do, the complete system, for example, is, uh, has this harmonizing effect. So you're in harmony with your partner and it becomes very flowing and beautiful to watch, yet very devastating if needed if needed being the operative words, because what we do first, if you are confronted, we, first of all, we'll talk our way out of it, step back, give ourselves you know, a bit of opportunity to put the hands up and try and talk your way out of it. If you can't do that, and someone just grabs you, you get an opportunity to do a non-aggressive technique, so using pressure points and throws, wrist locks, etc. Or if it gets serious, then you've got the more karate, taekwondo style of punching, kicking that can you know, really hurt someone, but... You know, which only only you really should do if they pull a weapon on you, or it's a group attack, for example. You can easily get away from a one-on-one situation without having to hurt the, the attacker. 
So as long as they don't have a weapon, of course, but if they do pull a weapon on you, that's getting pretty serious. So that's where you've got the harmonising in a different way. <laughs> but we, as far as the art, yes, we try and harmonise within that. So that's why it's, that's the martial, that's the arts part of the martial. The martial's more the uh, fighting a warrior aspect. So I suppose this is where, you know, you know, UFC, Olden Fighting Championships, you know, you get a little bit disappointed. They call it mixed martial arts. I know it's a pro mix of everything. There's no bowing. There's no philosophy. There's no uniforms and things like that. And I just wish there was probably a little bit more respect in that um, from the old warrior tradition. This is The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso and Michael Benner as co-host. Just ahead, we're going to find out more from Master John Gill, 15-time self-defense world champion. But first... It's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. As the spotlight with Tony D'Urso continues to grow with a very large audience, new sponsor opportunities are now available. Does your brand fit in with an audience that likes our interviews with stars, greats, and game changers? Would you like to see your brand on a high-profile show that's downloaded thousands of times each episode? Would you like to see your brand promoted to my extensive social media network reaching millions of impressions? If so, let's see how we can promote your brand to the best audience to help you grow. Email me at Tony at Tony. D-U-R-S-O dot com and let's see how we can help. That's Tony at Tony D-U-R-S-O dot com. The Dream Business Community wants to help you with your career and business. Are you ready for accelerated success? Check it out. The Dream Business Community at Tony D-U-R-S-O dot com slash community. Is it true that a majority of new businesses fail? Check this out. In order to have a successful growing business, there are some vital points that you must know. You must have worked them out thoroughly. They must be synchronized with each other and all employees, consultants, and companies that you depend on must know these items and be in agreement with them if your new business is to meet with a high percentage of success. Get it free. The Vision Map, Beat the Odds for Business Success at TonyDurso.com slash vision. Learn how to establish your vision, purpose, long-term objective, and master plan, including strategic and tactical planning. Get the Vision Map, Beat the Odds for Business Success at TonyDurso.com slash vision, V-I-S-I-O-N. Listening to the Spotlight with Tony D'Urso and a special VIP co-host. We'd love to hear from you via email. Be sure to send questions and comments to Tony at TonyDurso.com. Now, back to the Spotlight. All right, we're back with Tony D'Urso on the Spotlight with personal development trainer Michael Benner as co-host. Today's show is with Master John Gill. 15 times self-defense world champion. John is a current and seven-time nominee for 
Australian of the Year for his contribution to women's and children's safety. All right, back to the chat with Master John Gill. John, I would love to know a little bit more about your taking martial arts into the corporate workplace. Do I have that right? You call it corporate martial motivation safe and you do seminars on this? Yes, the, we've got the martial motivation uh, workshops and also safe seminars. So the SAFE is more an acronym for self-defense, anti-bullying, fun of fitness and empowerment, S-A-F-E. And we do that in schools and everything as well and different, uh, different individual people get their own people together as well and do those workshops. That's more the self-defense aspect, anti-bullying and all of that. And the martial motivation is more, motiva- more motivating to music and, and still the moves, so you're learning the empowerment moves, but then we do the usual... Uh, you know, fire up, fear not kind of stuff as well. <laughs> Overcoming fear and obstacles in your life and, and all of that. And, and it's not what happens to you. It's what you do about it that counts and just trying to stay motivated and passionate about what you do. So that's more along those lines of t- the traditional motivational speaker. But I like to look at it as motivational training. So I get train them to keep motivated by doing the physical moves and empowered through the physical moves. Just so I understand... You'll go into a corporate setting, whatever number of employees employees they have, 50, 100 employees. You'll teach them self-defense training. I just want to kind of understand that a little better, what what you teach them, please. Yes, the the moves are self-defense orientated, but with soft pads. So there's no contact with each other, just soft pads of how to block, how to move. The pad is like an arm coming at you, for example, or someone trying to hit you with sticks using soft pads doing it to music and someone goes grab your wrist what to do. So still learning self-defense moves, but then to music and it's a bit more up, you know, getting up and becoming motivated movement-wise and coming empowered from these self-protection and self-defense moves. Whereas the safe seminars get a bit more specific on holds and grabs and things like that. That's probably the next stage if they get interested in wanting to know more about self-defense. But the martial motivation program is, uh, you know, all about the mental toughness and resilience and all of developing all that. But really, that's developed from the moves. <laughs> you can't just tell someone to be mentally tough. It doesn't work that way. It either comes from your DNA or your history, or it comes from, you know, things like self-defense martial arts training, which actually develops mental toughness, resilience, and all of that, which helps you in all aspects of life. I like that. I think that's absolutely amazing to t- go to a corporate setting and teach them this, I think they'll get a lot calmer by just working on the self-defense and so forth, as well as the other points that you teach on it. I think that's. Uh, I think you've got a winner there on that. That's very cool. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's um, worked really well in Australia. Um, I did a really good um, corporate the uh, in Thailand for a corporate company as well as, as part of their conference. And it was a great opening to the conference. We got people moving. And then every now and then, because you know, conferences are like over a few days, people uh, tend to get a little bit tired from something called alcohol and a few other things. So they quick, John, John, we've got a really good speaker coming next. Can you get him up and do the moves? You know, <laughs> so like everybody just do the moves, the music, and then, then the next speaker come up and they're a bit more awake, you know. So it's a good physical activity to wake people up and get them, get them moving again as well as empowering them. So it's something a bit different than the traditional speaker that just speaks and you sit there and listen. So this is uh, more involved and, 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 and action speaks louder than words. It's the actions, you know, that actually empower you, not the words. So that's, and that's been, you know, really successful. Now I'm obviously taking that into America. 
So, uh, you know, and, uh, and I know from a history they will enjoy it and it's something a lot different. And it's all non-contact. They're not hitting each other or sparring or boxing each other. It's all non-contact. Any contact's done on very soft pads and movements and a bit of music and then we sit down and have a chat and talk about the highlight, highlights of, you know, you know positive thinking and positive thoughts and, 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 and all of that as well. I, I call the highlight package where sometimes you might meditate and think about all the great things in your life and all the great things that happen rather than dwell on negative, you know, and it could be anything. So that's where, you know, you try and get them in that positive mindset. Um, I know people have their own mindset from developing, but you can actually adjust it, you know. So there's been some criticism of the power of positive thinking and all this kind of stuff, but I think your thoughts are really your actions and things like that. So you've got to get in that positive mindset, and that's what I found through the martial art training. That's what it does for you, and I've turned that into now martial motivation. So I'm pretty excited to bring that into uh, the USA. I love it. Very cool. I look forward to hearing more about that, as I'm sure I will. Without uh, reversing and going backwards, I'm still sort of on the esoteric side of this. And I'm wondering if, whether you think of it as sports psychology or something older than that, whether you use guided imagery or visualization in those meditations. Yes, Michael, exactly what I do. I'm really into visualization. So for sporting visualization, for example, before all my championship events, I visualize. Well, first of all, we practice. In the self-defense, we practice the moves. So, for example, um, you know, they're coming at me with different punches, kicks, and you practice the moves to get those perfected. And then I visualize. I visualize myself walking into the event. I visualize myself doing it. I visualize everything, the audience, everything. And then even visualize me winning the trophy. <laughs> and so far, so good. <laughs> That's really positive thinking. <laughs> do you do that visualization like in slow motion so that the brain really, the, the program, so to speak, really gets reinforced? Oh, the moves, the moves you do, could you do it in slow motion as well just to practice it to get it right? Um, with your partners for the self-defense events, for example. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, I just visualize the whole atmosphere as well. I mean, I had so much experience in that now. Nothing seems to phase me. But I've got to tell you, I'm still nervous before I go in. I am still, uh, you know, you can, you can <laughs> ask my wife last time, I'd jit the jab away, talk away, or she can see me in a meditative state and she knows uh, he's, he's getting ready and things like that. And I'm still nervous. But I'm not overly nervous where I can't do anything. I'm just a little bit nervous. But funny thing is it actually helps. It helps a lot. I get pumped well, up. That's your you know, adrenaline, like right? That's your adrenaline, adrenaline. response. Yeah, yeah, it really does. So people say they're not nervous before a sporting event. It's not true. You've kind of got to in a way. Not overly, that's for sure, to the point of what they call choking in, 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 in tennis and different sports. See, what you've got to do is in sport, and that's the same with my tennis competitions over the years, um, we've all had moments in that because you can overthink things as well. So as far as sporting, and I've worked with athletes as well in this mental imagery stuff as well, which is great, you've got to concentrate on the performance, not the result. I think too many people want to win too much. I've got to win this event. Got to win. Got to win. I got pressure from my coach, my my mum and dad, this and that, and da 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 da. And there's a problem also parents put on kids when they're younger. You've got to focus on the performance, doing a great performance, 
not the end result. The end result will take care of itself. If you're good enough and the judges deem you the winner, great, that's fantastic. If you're not, great, learn from it and then take that on board so you do a better performance next time. So you're still a winner by doing your best performance. If you start thinking about winning and wanting to win and things like that, it really, it really can distract you. And it's, 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 you know, I've had a lot of experience now with all these years of tennis and martial arts events. And I know when I overthink and, and, and I think too much, particularly in tennis, you can do that. I know when you're thinking, oh, you think something like, the expression, play the point, not the score in tennis, for example. So if you start thinking it's five all, 15, 30, I've got to get this point, then I can break him, then I can serve the set. That's, that's when choking comes in. That's when you start getting too nervous, you overthink it. You've got to just focus on the point and, oh, good, 30 all. And, the, and then, you know, if you're better off not knowing the score, <laughs> look at someone like Nadal, he does point by point by point, you wouldn't even know what the score was. Lucky he's got an umpire to keep it for him. But most people don't have that. They have to know the score in the back of their mind. And they know the consequence of, oh, I've got to get this break to get the set. So that's for tennis, for example. And it can work in other sports. This is The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso and Michael Benner as co-host. Just ahead, Master John Gill shares more insights and his contact info. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. Is it true that a majority of new businesses fail? Check this out. In order to have a successful growing business, there are some vital points that you must know. You must have worked them out thoroughly. They must be synchronized with each other and all employees, consultants, and companies that you depend on must know these items and be in agreement with them if your new business is to meet with a high percentage of success. Get it free. The Vision Map, Beat the Odds for Business Success at TonyDURSO.com slash vision. Learn how to establish your vision, purpose, long-term objective, and master plan, including strategic and tactical planning. Get the Vision Map, Beat the Odds for Business Success at TonyDURSO.com slash vision, V-I-S-I-O-N. The Dream Business Community wants to help you with your career and business. Are you ready for accelerated success? Check it out. The Dream Business Community at TonyDURSO.com slash community. As the spotlight with Tony D'Urso continues to grow with a very large audience, New sponsor opportunities are now available. Does your brand fit in with an audience that likes our interviews with stars, greats, and game changers? Would you like to see your brand on a high-profile show that's downloaded thousands of times each episode? Would you like to see your brand promoted to my extensive social media network reaching millions of impressions? If so, let's see how we can promote your brand to the best audience to help you grow. Email me at Tony at TonyDURSO.com and let's see how we can help. That's Tony at TonyDURSO.com. 
listening to The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso and a special VIP co-host. We'd love to hear from you via email. Be sure to send questions and comments to Tony at TonyDurso.com. Now, back to The Spotlight. All right, we're back with Tony D'Urso on The Spotlight with personal development trainer Michael Benner as co-host. Today's show is with Master John Gill. 15 times self-defense world champion. Master John Gill is the founder of the world's first comprehensive safety and health system for seniors called Taikido, which is a non-contact and easy-to-learn self-defense, personal safety, and health system, which combines very simple techniques from Hapkido and Kung Fu for seniors to protect themselves and includes the health movements and benefits of Tai Chi. And now, back to the chat. You know, I know at Anaheim High, I did a seminar for them on, on, on martial motivation seminar. They're losing their basketball, the basketball team. They got me into to have, give a couple of hours their basketball team, and they're losing the matches. And then uh, you know, after I got in there and fired them up and gave them a bit of philosophy on the sports side of things and the moves of martial arts and some footwork exercises, which will help their basketball, they won the rest of the matches and won the comp. <laughs> so, you know, it works. I got a tennis player, 14, became world ranked after I was teaching him martial arts and martial motivation. So he got the world ranking at 14 years and three months, which is Australian world record, our number one player at the time, Leighton Hewitt, was 15 years and three months when he got his world ranking. So with Cody Pearson, for example, he got his world ranking at 14. So it does help sports people, this type of thing. So I do work with sports people from the martial motivation point of view and the sports psychology point of view. But again, and I'll say it again, it's physiologically changing. It's the moves that do it. I can tell you a million times not to do this, not to do that. And you see coaches nagging at their their players and screaming at them, and that's not going to work either. <laughs> you gotta, you got to do harmony, you know. You never yell at your, your players, and, you know, you got to make it fun and in harmony, and then they'll want to perform for you if, if, as far as the coaching side of it. So there's a lot of things both coaches and athletes can learn from martial arts. There's a book called Zen Tennis by Paul Mutima, who's actually a friend of mine from uh, in Melbourne, Australia, and he wrote an excellent book. This excellent book is a sports psychologist, and it relates tennis to martial arts, which is perfect. They're my two big sports, you know, and, and, and the concentration and the power and the zen, being in the zen. And I think that's what, when you're getting back to the business, you've got to have that mindset of the zen, being in, 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 you know, in that moment. So I know, for example, when I go and do one of these seminars at lunchtime, for example, the comment back from the CEOs and all these people say, hey, John, they've worked so much better for the afternoon because they've had to work out with you and they're feeling fresher, they're better, they're more motivated, they're, they're, going, they're going, you know, they're just staying at their desks more often rather than going for the coffees and the cigarettes, you know. <laughs> so it works, but it, it's just a matter of, it's, it's, you've got to experience it though. That's what we're doing. We're offering some free seminars to people to, to try it out, corporates, just that they can, they can try it out. That's marshallmotivation.com. They can check it out, have a free half-hour session, and experience it for themselves, and then they'll know the benefits of what it can do for them. Well, when you talk about being nervous, and I think of other kinds of performance, like uh, is it stage fright or stage fever? It's, as you say, not necessarily a bad thing. 
the way I used to teach it in uh, accelerated learning. And I did some sports psychology too. I worked with the USC women's tennis team and I did some high school baseball sports psychology work. And we talked about the difference between oh no and oh boy. And oh no is sort of a holding on feeling where what you're talking about is more of a letting go. So why don't you talk a little about breathing and the role that breath plays in all of this? Yes. Thank you. Tai Chi. You said you're mentioning you're getting into that Tai Chi and breathing. Now, that's where I'll also I'll talk about later Tai, tai Kido, T-A-I-K-I-D-O, mixing up Kido and Tai Chi for the world's first senior system I've developed. So we're doing that as self-protection self-defense and and a health system for the seniors, for example. They still can get a black belt in that, but there's no jump kicks and all this fancy stuff or sparring. Mm-hmm. But the breathing, we only really use a third of our lungs in generic breathing. So that's why it's really good if you can jump up in the morning while the air's the freshest and take in, I don't know, what up to you, maybe three, four, five, six breaths deep through the nose and out through the mouth. <sighs> And then to increase that every day. You wouldn't want to do it before swimming. Apparently, it's called hyperventilating. But generally, just breathing, breathing, breathing that fresh air. And uh, except for the, some of the LA, you wouldn't do it in the LA traffic either. <laughs> but uh, generally, if you get near a beach or a park, get that fresh air and get your lungs filled every morning. So Tai Chi combines the movement with the breath. So you're breathing in and then out. <sighs> And then Tai Chi Chuan, which is a combative style of Tai Chi, as in the self-defense system, you're learning the moves at the same time. So basically in Tai Chi, and what I'm going to do with the Tai Kido, building that into the senior system, what we do with them, is breathing in and out, doing the moves. They're learning self-defense moves like palm strikes, palm pushes, uh, fronts, you know, kicking slowly with the breath, and then building that up to a full health system as well. So do you consciously exhale when you punch or kick? Yes, well, slowly, yes. You, you do, you consciously exhale, but slowly with the move. I'd explain on the radio, of course, but <laughs> with the move. In a martial arts, that's called key-upping, like, things like that. You see me and my, some of my performances I go nuts I'm, I'm, I'm key upping all the time because that gets me pumped right and well, also it's scary too. <laughs> it's scary well, scares, well that's right it scares yeah. the, well in self defense scares the attacker creates attention to the being attacked and keeps your breathing going and they've proved you're less likely to feel fear so that in self defense doing that now Bruce Lee was doing more the animal noises oh, ah, 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 you know and there's an old joke what's Bruce Lee's favorite drink. Whoppa! <laughs> you know, all this kind of stuff. So these are all the, and, and, and some of the animal styles of Kung Fu, you know, they do the animal noises. So it's fascinating. And this is how different people get the different spirituality from these different styles. So that when they say what style of martial art, it's not so much the fighting style, because most instructors, if they're good enough, will teach a bit of everything anyway. It's really the more the philosophy or the uh, things like that, noises or breathing, or the way to for your own personal development. It's quite fascinating. You go to different styles from different countries. So you've got karate and Aikido from Japan, 
We've got, you know, the, obviously Taekwondo and Hapkido from Korea. Well, I now say South Korea because that's where it came from. No one talking about North Korea, but South Korea from you know, Systems and Seoul, for example, coming from South Korea. ITF came from North Korea originally, but I did World Taekwondo Federation, for example. Then you've got Kung Fu, China, Judo from Japan as well. So all the different aspects, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, so all the different styles are from more from the countries. So it, 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 it's quite a fascinating history with, with that as well. You know, I do those breathing exercises every morning while I'm in bed, lying horizontally, and I wake up instantly. So I cannot stress enough. It is absolutely amazing. Just wake up. You're like, bang, night and day. And now we have a few minutes left. John, would you like to provide any contact information of how our audience can get a hold of you, please? Yes. Well, for for the American audiences, I've got... uh Obviously, WW is marshallmotivation.com, M-A-R-T-I-A-L, as in martial arts, marshallmotivation.com. That's the main website for America. I've got, also got usaschoolofselfdefense.com, and I've also got an online system, selfdefenselessonsonline.com. But you just go to the main one, marshallmotivation.com, and connect from there if they're interested in any of the programs, seminars, workshops, and happy to give any of your audience like a, just a free half an hour workshop to try out when they can as well into the new year coming up in the 2018. We're going to offer some of those to, so corporates and, and the public can uh, try them out and see, how, see for themselves how, how it can benefit their lives. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing all that. Michael, do you have any closing comments before I end off the show here? No, not really. But, uh, John, uh, this is fascinating, and I really appreciate the opportunity to chat with you. And thanks for being on Tony's show with us. Oh, thanks, Michael and Tony. No problem. Anytime. And, uh, and uh, thanks for having me on the spotlight. Most appreciate it. All right. Well, thank you. And such an amazing interview with John Gill, 15 times self-defense world champion. I mean, that's incredible. John, thank you so much for sharing this with us all. I just love it. There was so much material. No doubt we're going to have to have you back another time. There are so many more questions that we didn't hit, and I just can't thank you enough for spending the time with us while you're doing your journey across the U.S. Thanks, Tony. Most appreciated. Look forward to seeing you again sometime. Most welcome. And Michael, thank you for being such a great co-host. I love it. You are wonderful. And we look forward to having you on yet another episode of The Spotlight. Thanks, Tony. All right. And to our Spotlight audience, thanks again. It's our honor to have you listen. All right, everyone. Keep your focus on success, and we'll see you next on The Spotlight. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso and his special VIP co-host. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, enjoy the weekend.